0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Should I Cut Bangs? I'm your host Kaylee, and this week I'm joined by Janelle Hedick. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast this week. Janelle's a social worker and therapist here in Arizona, and in today's episode, we dive into her personal experiences with mental health and what made her decide to go into social work and then further into becoming a therapist we discuss different ways to show yourself self-compassion setting up your schedule and your days for success and building the life that you want that works best for you along with so many other things i'm so excited for you guys to enjoy this week's episode so without further ado here is janelle and i's conversation Alright, so I'm here with Janelle. Hi, how are you doing? Greetings. I am lovely. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining me. I'm so excited that you're here. So before we get things started, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everybody that's on the podcast. Have you ever cut your own bangs? Actually, I did it for the first time like last month. (laughs) But
1: it was like a trim. It wasn't like, you know, I got new bangs because I've had these bangs. But I feel really proud of myself because I watched a YouTube video and I figured it out and
0: I did the damn thing. So it wasn't like crisis mode cutting your bangs.
1: No, I, you know, as like a mentally ill person myself, (laughs) I've never like uh, dyed my hair or cut my hair um, out of a place of like, you know panic or just um, having a dysregulated nervous system. Um, I'm sure I've done other things that probably haven't been the best for me, but never anything with my hair.
0: Yeah. Not out of like desperation. No. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. But if
1: you have, I see you.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't feel like I've ever done it out of like desperation, but it's like, well, this seems like a fun little thing. Like, I think I want bangs. I feel that. I feel that. All right. So let's dive into our current loves. What are you loving right now?
1: So I am in my crafty girl era and I legitimately self-taught myself another thing. I, I'm in my self-teaching era, <laughs> I guess, because I taught myself how to trim my bangs and how to knit and cross-stitch oh yeah so I just made like a little shoulder shawl blanket thing to put in my home office which is super cute and fun bright colors Uh uh-huh and um I'm cross-stitching this pattern right now it says um I wish I were full of pizza instead of emotions and I'm gonna (laughs) hang it
0: in the therapy office so that is so cute I I love like cross-stitching and stuff I think it's so cute it's like such a throwback but still so cute and I feel like it just stays kind of in the trend for long. I think so
1: too I feel like it always is like a cute little decor piece regardless of what time but yeah I've never done it before it was my first time I bought a three dollar Etsy pattern (laughs) and then I YouTubed it and I one thing that actually can help build confidence just in general is like trying new things and sticking with it and teaching yourself something new. Yeah. Which I didn't plan to throw out a little, like, mental health tip already, but <laughs> yeah, like, if you want to boost your confidence, try something new and stick with it, even if you're not perfect, and uh, over time, you get better by doing things, and yeah. there you go. You feel good about yourself. I feel great about myself
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like the cross-stitching was, like, easy to figure out, or...
1: So I think cross-stitching was harder to figure out than knitting, to be honest. Really? Um, there are like little icons on the cross-stitch pattern, like the legend, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what does this symbol mean? And what does that one mean? And I kept trying to figure out how to word it in Google or on YouTube. And I was like, I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> so I think at some point the little pepperoni on. The- so there's slices of pizza yeah. on the little cross-stitch thing. And the little pepperonis, I'm like, I can't figure out how to do these pepperonis. (laughs) So I just did what I felt like doing. And it looks great. So I don't know. It's Um, your own thing. Yeah. Forget the pattern. You know, this is your life. Nobody has to tell you. You don't have to follow the rules.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like. What do they say, like, art is meant to be, like, there's no rules, break the rules, whatever?
1: Absolutely. So I'm just doing my thing and, you know,
0: (laughs) figuring it out (laughs) as I go. I loved it. I enjoyed following that on social media, like, watching you do those things. So keep doing it because I'm loving it. I love
1: to hear that. Thank you.
0: (laughs) My current love is so random. It's always the most random things, in my opinion. I have always had like a pop socket or something on my phone, Mm -hmm. especially now that like I'm having a lot of problems with my hands and my grip and my wrists and everything. Mm -hmm. I used to always use a pop socket. Mm -hmm. And then I started noticing that like it was bothering my hand even more to use a pop socket. Anyway, so I started doing research on what you should use if you have like carpal tunnel syndrome and all of these things instead. And I found this like, What would you call that? Like an elastic band to put on your phone case? The brand is called Love Handle, which is so cute. Anyway, I think they're only like 10 bucks, which is like the price of a pop socket on Amazon. So I'll link that. I like it, it's so much more comfortable. And it's not like I'm fidgeting with it or anything either, which I feel like is kind of helpful if you have hand problems. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's my current love. Very happy to have something that's putting my hand at rest instead of stressing
1: it. Yeah, I feel like pop sockets too, when you hold them, you like people hold their wrists weird. It's like an unnatural kind of like
0: Yeah. Position. And then I'm like gripping it and I'm like Make that's it make not, sense. Yeah. Like that's not helping <laughs> anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive in to all things Janelle. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm rolling with it. Let's hit the highlights. Yeah.
1: Okay. The highlights are I was born and raised in New Jersey. I lived there um, for 15 years. And then I was living with my mom and I moved in with my dad for high school and community college in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So that was like 15 to almost 21. And then I decided to make the leap to move to Arizona and transferred to ASU after community college. The reason why I felt comfortable to do so, semi-comfortable to do so, is I have uh, family in Goodyear. Okay. We're not very close, but I figured, like if I die or like something tragic <laughs> happens, somebody like is like 50 minutes drive away. Yeah. That will come and rescue me. Somebody's in the vicinity. Claim my corpse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was a really incredible journey. I'm definitely a strong advocate for people just moving somewhere different. I know that you've like lived in multiple different places yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, definitely, you know, difficult at times, but a beautiful journey nonetheless. I'm, you know, a social worker, a mental health therapist, and I got into that because of my own struggles with mental health. We have like a depression that runs in the family. I take medication and I have been medicated for I don't even know how long. I would say 10 years, but it's been longer than that. 10 plus. Let's do that. Yeah, I've been uh, diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and ADHD. And the interesting thing about it all is I don't appear to have any mental illness if we generally talk on a random day and that's because i'm medicated um and it's interesting cuz sometimes i it gaslights me a little bit i'm like okay like how am i like out here functioning and doing so well like it's because of the meds like if i'm not on meds this is not who i am anymore it's yeah. very very different i'm not well so yay meds
0: <laughs> yeah like pro medication yeah it helps it definitely does yeah i'm so unwell without it but
1: some people can manage without it and i love that for them but yeah i can't i can't do it i've tried multiple times uh to not and uh it is what it is i'm accepting of it mm-hmm. love my pills
0: and it's crazy because i've seen it in different people in my life like on medication off medication the same one person like on off like going through therapy different kinds of therapies like with medication without medication and just like the differences and all the things and so it's like it's different for everybody every medication is different for everybody every diagnosis is different for everybody it's hard when it's just labeled Mm -hmm. when everything is labeled like oh just do it without medication or do it with medication and it's like everyone is so different
1: or like this type of therapy is the cure for what you're dealing with yeah Um, and sometimes there are like best practices right like if you have OCD you want ERP which is exposure and response Mm -hmm. their prevention so like there are like golden standards Um, but outside of that like people speaking uh, and a lot of times you know it can be therapists it doesn't always It's not always therapists, sometimes it's just people speaking on their experiences, but it's like this is what you need to do or this is what you need to do. Yeah. And it's so important to take that with a grain of salt because they are them and you are you. Mm -hmm. And we all just have our own journeys.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild. Even people growing up in like the same household Mm -hmm. have different experiences and different outcomes. So when you transferred to ASU, is that when you started school for social work?
1: Yeah. So my uh, first semester at ASU um, was my first like social work classes because I was a liberal arts major in community college. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you liberal arts majors. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't realize what I wanted to do with my life until I was already in community college. I was like uh, you know, I gotta go to college. Like, I know I'm gonna figure it out along the way. I always felt like this, like assurance or confidence that I knew I was going to figure out. I know I'm gonna figure out everything. Yeah, not even just my career, but like any situation that I'm placed in, I'm going to just figure it out and roll with it, and we will be. I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing is. I don't know. I faced a lot of different things in my life, but you know, after going through hardship and overcoming it. It's like, well, what can I, what can I do now? Like, please throw anything (laughs) my way and I'm going to get through this. Um, But that was a tangent. So I um, didn't know what social work was. I had no idea. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I knew that I really liked talking with people. I really liked listening I was always kind of like the therapist friend. I was also a little bit of like the therapist child, um, <laughs> which, you know, at a certain point when I learned uh, what boundaries were, I started expressing myself and was like, hey, this is not appropriate. Don't talk to me about, you know, mom, don't talk to me about dad. Dad, don't talk to me about mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fun stuff but yeah so I was always like the person that people would go to and felt really comfortable and safe talking to and my stepmom is a therapist and she uh, had a social work degree and I think she just shared with me like what it was and what social work how many different things you could do with social work you don't have to just be a therapist you could be so many things like a parole officer you can work in hospitals uh hospice care Um, And those are just a couple of things right off the top of my head, Yeah, Um, like adoption agencies, Mm -hmm. um, making policy change, actually. So like on micro or macro levels. Um, But yeah, as soon as I heard about what it was all about, I was like, that's me. Like, that's not even like just for me in terms of a career. I'm like, that's like who I am already felt like I was, I don't know, it was meant to be.
0: Yeah. Like you felt like a actual passion and like that was was who you are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So definitely spoke to me. And then, um, of course, you know, in theory, you're like, it could be great. And then you try it out and it's not something that works for you. Then I stepped into my first class uh, at ASU and just the first Social work class. The first day, I was like, "This is right." I'm like, "I'm here. I've arrived. This is where I meant to be." A lot of student debt later, and uh, I'm doing the damn thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you graduated from ASU in social work, did you worked in social work before you started in mental health.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, my internship when I was in my undergrad. I worked at a skilled nursing facility slash nursing home, um, or we just call it long-term care. After the internship, I got hired to work there, and I didn't go to grad school immediately. I gave myself, I had like a nine-month break. I graduated in December, and then I started grad school in, you know, August, the following August. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I was in the field working like full-time while then going to school full-time, which, you know... A lot of people do it. I don't recommend it. I'm just kidding. I recommend it if like you're going for something and you're passionate about it, but it's hard. It's it's very hard. It's not fun. You kind of put your head down and you don't. Um, I wasn't able to like, you know, be as social as I wanted to be and whatnot, like yeah. in my uh, early 20s because of it, but it's okay. It's definitely something I don't regret, but it was hard <laughs> and Definitely a little bit of struggle at times, but shout out to my husband for keeping the, you know, house or apartment afloat at the time.
0: (laughs) The household. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: He's a real MVP. So I did ASU online for my master's of social work. Mm Mm-hmm. And I uh, like around that time as well. I can't remember exactly when. But while I was in grad school still, I left the skilled nursing facility and then started working at a hospital. Mm-hmm. So I have skilled nursing facilities, social work uh, experience and a hospital like the regular floors in the hospital. But I also did ER social work, the emergency mm-hmm. department. I always say like I really like that. And if I had like another life to live, maybe I would do that mm-hmm. um, because it was really fulfilling. And you work three days a week, three twelves. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, yes, <laughs> that was amazing. I didn't mind the 12s. I thought I would. But yeah, anyway, no, that was a great experience. And then um, I graduated with my degree in 2019. And then I got my license later that year. Mm-hmm. And then I started practicing as a therapist in January 2020.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The timelines of things, I, I know. feel like more often than not, is always like, so then in 2020 is when yeah. I opened my business, and then everything
1: went to yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, it was interesting. I mean, I had, you know, some experience from my uh, last internship in my graduate program was working for La Frontera Impact. It was a community mental health, so I did, like, some therapy Okay. Um, at that internship, but this was my first, like, very real experience, and it was, you know, right? in the beginning of the pandemic.
0: Yeah. How was that? Like, what was that experience like?
1: I loved it, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, just because one of my favorite things is just holding space for people who feel, like, lost, confused, I don't know, in a, in a period of transition. Like, just, yeah. you know, there's something so valuable just about being heard and seen and, like, the discomfort and pain that you're going through. So... I did just that, and we all made it through.
0: Do you feel like it was difficult for you and, like, your mental health to be able to, like, hold space for others during that time as well? Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel like that was a struggle? Because I'm like, I feel like it was hard for me, and, like, I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, like, in that kind of a space, but, like, and not to diminish mental health workers or anybody like that, but it's, like, I have this like one-on-one time with my clients, we're sitting there just like chatting about life Mm. and chatting about things. And I'm like, that's hard enough sometimes. And like during that period of time, it was difficult sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't
1: feel like drained by it. I don't feel like it, I don't know. I've always just been really good. I've been practicing since I was like a kid, right? Of like, being you know a therapist friend right yeah and I've always been able to hold space for people and not you know take on other people's stuff I I don't know there's so many different things that like people can say like tips on how to you know avoid compassion fatigue and Mm -hmm. you know internalizing other people's stuff and it's just something that's always come pretty naturally to me so yeah um, in a way too it's I love talking about just very, like, real things with people. I think that it does something for me as well. Not that I got into this to gain anything from mm-hmm. clients, but, you know, like, if it's something that I'm struggling with, like, the pandemic, for example, right? Like, if I'm, you know, like, uh, ah, the world and navigating it, and they're talking about the same thing, I'm, like, valid facts. Like, yeah, s- same. Like, we're all in this together. It's just a sense of, like, community, I think, that sometimes can be... Um, you know fostered from it
0: yeah like more bonding and yeah so, stuff. It,
1: so if anything like it kind of maybe gave me something rather than made anything like harder or took anything away
0: that totally makes sense I completely understand that through that time you were working I worked uh for a private practice yes Yeah, so
1: I was contracted. Most private practices, I would say that at least I know of, um, when you work for someone else, you're a 1099 independent Mm -hmm. contractor. You're not an employee that gets a W-2. Yeah. Um, So essentially, I'm like, I'm my own boss. Mm -hmm. And you know, the practice owner is my like clinical supervisor. It's interesting, like the dynamics to like, you know, process because I'm like, you're not my boss, but you do have like, some power and authority over me and you're my supervisor. And I don't know, I like the dynamic. It was interesting to navigate and it was really cool to like be able to learn from someone like almost how to be a therapist and you know in supervision you talk about things as they come up like hey this person is struggling with this and this is what you know I talk to them about is that something that you feel like you would have done or is there anything else that you can think of that I could you know provide to support them and it's just talking through things Mm -hmm. Um, because when you're like a a baby therapist you don't you Mm -hmm. don't know everything and you should you don't know everything even when you are seasoned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I will, I don't think I'll ever claim to know everything because I that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and if you do get over yourself, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> and if you do, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, stop lying,
1: that's rude.
0: <laughs> well, it's like you're you, but like anyone that's new in the field, you at that time, like. Having somebody that's like, quote unquote, above you. Yeah, it's like a mentorship. Yeah, it's nice to be able to go to them and have questions and check in with them and stuff like that. I feel like that's a very convenient thing to have to have.
1: Yeah, like we have to have it. But also, you should want, I wanted it. Yeah. Like, I want to know, like, you are more experienced, you know, more than me. How could you support me with what I'm going through? And it's nice too because it's like confidentiality extends to your supervisor and Mm -hmm. there are like forms usually if your therapist is not independently licensed there's typically like a form saying when you sign up it's like so-and-so is my supervisor they Mm -hmm. also get to know your info Mm -hmm. but outside of that you know unless you're in danger of causing harm serious harm to yourself or others or there's, of course, like elder abuse and child abuse that needs to be reported. But outside of that, it's confidential.
0: You're not still with that practice? No, or, yeah. I'm on my own. Yeah, that's what I thought. How long has have you been on your own? So
1: I am just about to hit six months. So that's really exciting. That's so exciting.
0: I was going to yeah. say, I feel like it's still fairly new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so
1: this is a very fun story so i um my 30th birthday was september 1st and Mm -hmm. then i started the practice or officially had my first client at the new place on the Mm fifth so i was like oh my god like not me thriving (laughs) i'm like i am a 30 flirty and thriving and i have my own business who it is That is amazing. Yeah, no, I feel I feel very proud. It's definitely sunk in now. I think for a little bit, it's just you know being in a different place. It's the same work. Like I'm not doing anything different. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the same exact work. I'm just you know I have more liability on me instead of you know (laughs) it all being on me and another person, which I have no problem with. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm doing things the way that they should be done, so I don't have anything to worry about. Yeah and you know like renting out my own office space and the process of like finding an office space I'm like who am I like finding an office space you know it's like sometimes those moments it where are so adulty yeah right right I'm like I'm so grown like look at me you know interviewing and not interviewing but you know like uh finding yeah, an office finding, space yeah. looking for a commercial Touring.
0: realtor weird
1: yeah <laughs> but no I, I got a great space I love being there Are you Um, at Tempe? I'm in Mesa. So we're at Alma School and Baseline. Um, And I love it. And I get to bring my dog to work. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Honestly, like, I've peaked, you know? Yeah. Like, the moment I started bringing my dog to work, I'm like, how can my life get any better than this? Literally. I mean, obviously, it will, right? There's going to (laughs) be other things that come. But I'm being a little dramatic. But, like, no, that's the highlight of my life at this point is my dog comes to work with me
0: yeah you're like at this moment nothing will ever get any better
1: yeah <laughs> it's wild yeah I love her she's amazing um her name's Serotonin. oh and my she's a palm ski she's 20 pounds and uh got a little vacuum in the office so I clean up every day after oh, her you know dog hair I got lint rollers <laughs> we, we come prepared but she's just a little joy and she loves to give like kisses and I have like dog treats. So my clients, um, every time they come in, they can give her treats. Oh my
0: gosh. How cute. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, she's the best. That is the cutest thing. Oh, I was getting Botox <laughs> a couple weeks ago and I walk in and my injector, her dog was there. Cause she's like, I have to take her like right to the vet Aww. after I didn't have time. And I'm like, this is the greatest day of my entire life. Yeah. I don't think you understand how happy I am. Your dog is here
1: the day that I'm here. Yeah, like, do this more often, Yeah, maybe?
0: I'm like, can we schedule this? Like, can this be a thing? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm like, I'm so down for that. That is great. It's
1: almost like (laughs) as if they were maybe, like, trying to apologize. Like, sorry, my dog's here. Because we have to go to the vet. And you were like.
0: She kept, "Mm." like, apologizing. You were like, shut up right
1: now. Stop apologizing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: She's like, sit, sit. And I'm like, no, come here. Come here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) like don't listen to her listen to me
1: yeah you're like your mom doesn't know what she's talking about clearly
0: (laughs) quite literally don't (laughs) listen to the owner yeah like be a bad dog and listen to me (laughs) I'm like shut up
1: (laughs) I love that
0: what are some like positive impacts on your life and your mental health that you've noticed since going into the mental health space and becoming a therapist
1: I think that I already had a lot of like empathy and compassion for other people and I feel like that's only increased but I think the compassion like my self-compassion I feel like is also increased as well and it's something that I help people you know work through because I think a lot of people struggle with self-compassion yeah I was never like you know too mean or too hard on myself there are definitely times where I'm like it's okay to just, like, be human and, like, recognizing the humanness and everything that, you know, everyone does. Yeah. We all just are trying our best and that's enough.
0: Like, we're not perfect and we're also not going to be and we're not meant to be.
1: And, you know, why strive for that? Like, it's not a realistic goal. Everything is a journey. And just be kind to yourself as you navigate things the way you know how to with the resources and tools that you have.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing, like the resources and tools that you have. Not everyone has access Mm -hmm. to therapy, mental health, help in any capacity or all the capacities that that person might need. Having compassion for those people and Mm -hmm. like just knowing that is like important to just like take and carry throughout life
1: mm-hmm. the system needs to change yeah it's not us that's the enemy or the problem mm-hmm. I would love to give free therapy
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> because I,
1: I love what I do I would do it for free I mean not I if all my bills are paid and blah, blah blah but you know what I mean um mm-hmm. I would love to not charge you yeah it sucks to have to charge you You have to keep that in mind when, uh, you know, buying art from an artist. Like, you're not just buying this one piece that took them however many hours to make. You're buying, like, the experience and the time that they put into, uh, like, honing this craft.
0: Yeah. So you were saying that you've, since being in the mental health world yourself, that you've become more self-compassionate. What are some practices and some things that you've implemented into your life daily weekly just like self-love self-care that you do for yourself
1: well I guess like the main thing I I would say that I do um that goes hand in hand with both is really just practicing gratitude it's not like a all day every day every single thing I'm like I'm grateful for this I'm grateful for this like I'm not like annoying myself with Mm -hmm. it but you know Pausing and reflecting on what I have versus what I don't have. Of course, there's like so many things that I want to accomplish and achieve in my life, and I might not be there yet. But looking at where I'm at and where I've come from, and also not even just uh, that type of perspective, but like little things that you notice each day. Like uh, the other day, I was uh, working in my home office, and there were like children playing outside, and like they're like laughing and riding on scooters, and I was like, this is a beautiful moment. My dogs like both sleeping next to each other on the floor of, you know, my office. I'm like, this is a nice moment and I feel good about this. Or I don't know, anything that feels good. I kind of pause to take time to soak it in um, and be present with it because, you know, we don't get our time back and all that fun stuff. And Also with my dog, one of my dogs, he's um, an old man right now. So being like also extra intentional about savoring like the time and moments and having like opportunities to connect. But I think that's been like a great thing for overall the way that I like care for myself because without intentionally trying to find the things that are going well often people can only focus on all the things that aren't going well yeah and that leads us somewhere that's not a fun place to be um so we can kind of choose what we focus on and even if there are difficult things going on there's always something that you can find that either feels good or that you enjoy whether it's like you know the sun peeking through the blinds or you know the wind on your face or you know the sun on your cheeks your dog snoring or you know just animals in general. Yeah,
0: true. Um, Very true. Yeah. (laughs) Just being more present, I feel like is something I definitely know that's something that I struggle with. Yeah. I'm definitely not somebody that's able to really just like be in the moment. Yeah, I think
1: something that's helped too is the change of my work schedule. I used to work in person Monday through Friday and now since working for myself and I'm really making my own schedule. I do Monday and Tuesdays in person Wednesday Thursday I work from home and do virtual and I'm off Fridays Friday through Sunday. Yeah, Um, and I did that as a way to show myself some love because I deserve that if I can make it work for myself that's ideally what I want I mean ideally what I want is not to work four (laughs) days a week um if we're being real like I feel like three days a week would be wonderful and then have four days off because we work too much Mm -hmm. y'all work too much and you're it's not anything wrong with you it's this uh you know system that we're in and um you know I could go into that for hours but yeah like being able to give myself like the gift of like time for myself um to do things like knitting and cross stitching. Yeah. And to learn new things and to also just have space. Throwback to working full-time and going to school full-time. You know, I didn't have a lot of space for myself. It was, like, constant productivity um, and there's value in, you know, productivity. But I like to just exist. I love to rest. I love, like, the slow pace of where my life is currently at. Um, So, I think that's another, like, big thing that I've done for my, like, self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, is like intentionally curate my schedule now that I'm able to to work for me
0: almost like a slow steady yeah yeah
1: yeah and I wake up um at seven every morning and when I wake up my husband has breakfast ready it's usually like toast with like an egg on it um which is super sweet we hang out for like 20 minutes he goes to work and then that's like you know 7:20, and I don't start work until 10 so I just like do anything, whatever I want for myself, by myself. Sometimes it's TV, sometimes it's exercise. More often than not, it's TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also with my crafting, like I've been definitely, you know, a couple hours of crafting in the morning and listening to like an audiobook, maybe. Um, yeah. But it's just been uh, a beautiful change.
0: Yeah, I love that. Do you feel like that that's been something you've been able to implement? Do you feel like that's something like... <sighs> I hate what i was about to say i was gonna say, say now it. that you've gotten older
1: that's okay do you
0: feel like <laughs> reaching like 30 mm-hmm. that's something that you were like really wanting for yourself like do you think it was like this time in your life type of feeling uh, yeah or like I mean, a burnout feeling or no
1: not not quite I think it's really cool that everything kind of all happened at like a similar time, right? Yeah. Like, you know, this milestone of like hitting 30 and then this, you know, starting a business and, you know, making a lot of changes in my life. No. Yeah. It just ended up happening all at once. Yeah. I mean, if I could have done it earlier, I would have done it earlier, right? <laughs> True. Um, another thing, since you mentioned that, the turning 30, I think, seems to be something that people like often struggle with. Mm-hmm. You know, life is kind of like what you make it. If you make uh, you know, being older something that's like dreadful or to be yeah. afraid of, um, you're going to have a lot of fear surrounding it. But like what if we look at it as just literally another year? Cause that's all it is. Yeah. Like you're sure. literally no different at twenty nine than you are at thirty. It's the same shit.
0: Also, it's like <laughs> if we embrace it and it's like yeah. how you've adjusted your life and your schedule made changes to benefit you in a positive way then it's going to be better yeah so why wouldn't you be looking forward to that
1: yeah you know what I mean yeah I think if anything I did look forward to it I was like this is it's almost like a I get to celebrate me
0: yeah because I am so cool (laughs) (laughs) like look at all these things that I did for myself yeah Yeah, I'm like go me (laughs) no for real I'm turning 30 in like a couple months mm. and I'm just like, hell yeah, like I cannot wait for these 20s to like yeah, be behind me. Not that they were awful or anything, but it's just like. Okay, on to the next. Yeah. Like
1: I feel like it can kind of be like a s- symbolic like it's a new chapter. Yeah. Um so even though nothing is really different between like, you know, even like the late 20s and 30, like there's no difference. It's just a, n- a number and you know, another like rotation of the earth or whatever it is. That's probably wrong. So, <laughs> it's fine. I am a social worker. I I don't science.
0: Literally. Science. I'm like, it's another, something. It's a new day. Something
1: rotates. I know that for sure.
0: The moon? The earth? I don't know.
1: You know, both maybe.
0: Something happens with the winds.
1: The stars move.
0: The year changes?
1: Yes. <laughs> Look it up. It's a fact.
0: <laughs> we change like Wikipedia. We're like, it's a fact now. Yeah. I feel like... I'm in the process of like setting myself up for having those changes for myself. And it just so happens that it's like lining up with 30, you know? And I kind of have that same like mindset, kind of what you were just saying of like, if I could have done it sooner, (laughs) would have, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's just funny how it's like mine is kind of lining up with 30 and yours. lined up with 30 and it just happens. Yeah,
1: I also think a good point to like throw in, especially if I have no idea if there's a bunch of 30-somethings or 20-somethings listening, but regardless, is realizing like how long things do you take to accomplish. Mm-hmm. um, I used to really struggle with like that impatience and almost like, well, I'm not there yet. So like I can't, you know, be happy about it or I can't like, you know, relish in this or I can't be grateful or, you know, whatever. But it's really just like honoring where you're at in your journey and you know where you want to go. And it takes time. Everything that you want to do is going to take time. Mm-hmm. um, But please don't, you know, give up on yourself just because it's A little discouraging because sometimes it does feel discouraging. You're like, ah, another you know year until this and another year until that or you know whatever. You could kind of you know look through that lens um, and let that be the way that you view things. But you could also be like, okay, well I'm here and I'm doing it and I'm eventually gonna get to where I want to be and regardless of how long it takes, I'm chilling and I'm gonna do it and enjoy the ride.
0: It'll be worth it when I get there and so I just have to keep working because if I don't then I'm not gonna get there
1: yeah it reminds me of that like uh it's all over social media right but like the idea of like you know it's never too late to do anything like the time still passes regardless of like if you do the thing you want to do or you don't yeah so you might as well do the thing you want to do like even if you're like you know 50 and you're wanting a career change you're gonna be 60 you know anyway mm-hmm. so might as well spend the next you know 10 years if you want to learn something new
0: yeah I totally agree with that what would you? say to somebody who's just now starting out on their like self-love journey
1: again and I feel like this ties in a couple of things we were talking about but like self-love um is very much a journey and can take time and we deserve yeah. to be gentle with ourselves as we navigate it not putting too much pressure or expectation on yourself and just little by little you know implementing changes and Being consistent over time, you can notice like the growth and the change within yourself.
0: Like, what changes would you implement? It really
1: depends on the person, right? But um, I guess, like, in my mind, let's say there is a human named Bob. (laughs) 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 And Bob is like, you know, so mean to himself and, you know, wants to pursue a self love journey. And he's really critical of everything he does, of the way he looks. Of the way he's being perceived. There's just obviously so much to unpack there. But I mean, with somebody like that, if you feel like you can relate to Bob, right? I mean, some of compassion, right? Like just being as gentle as possible with yourself during this journey because it can be really frustrating. And I think that's something maybe a lot of people don't talk about. It's like frustrating when you know that like this is what I want to achieve, but I'm here and I'm like stuck between where I am and where I want to be. Um, but like just being gentle and putting one foot in front of the other but i think just being mindful of the way that you're talking to yourself Mm -hmm. is like a tangible step to take mindfulness is like a big tool that you can use in order to achieve change because if you don't realize that you're being you know nasty to yourself as it's happening there's not a way to correct that yeah and a lot of times too with mindfulness it's like it can happen after the fact right like hey you know an hour ago I was saying all these critical things to myself
0: yeah or to myself
1: but I just processed right now that I did that Mm -hmm. but that's okay that's a step in the right direction like i just realized right now an hour ago as being mean to myself and then how can i show up now to show myself like love and support like Mm -hmm. hey you didn't deserve the things that you know i was saying to you and you could you're saying this to yourself right yeah like hey self (laughs) like you know that that was unkind and that wasn't fair i was just feeling upset in the moment Mm -hmm. um but i'm sorry and you know whatever it kind of sometimes can parallel like having a relationship with somebody like the relationship you have with yourself because you can have this like really critical version of yourself but you can also have a part of yourself that's like understanding and you know a little bit more gentle um and it's about like you know repairing that relationship between like multiple parts of yourself sometimes
0: that's interesting i I've, I've never thought of mindfulness as like coming back to yourself mm-hmm. like at a later point yeah and I putting it in that perspective and saying it like that I'm I feel like it's like now you kind of want to just like bring it closer. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You, so you it's want like, to
1: slowly but slowly narrow that gap between yeah. where you're at and where you want to be. And also of the mindfulness. Like, hey, I wasn't aware of me being, you know, addicted to myself until an hour later. Okay, well, maybe the next time you are more mindful, um, you'll notice it 10 minutes after, right? And then over time, you'll start to notice it while it's happening because you're intentionally practicing being more present and mindful of what you're thinking or saying to yourself as you're thinking it or saying it to yourself. And at that point, we can truly start to implement change. Like, you know, hey, I'm having a thought that, I look like shit today. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you can allow, like, your self-compassionate voice to come through. Like, I hear you and what you feel matters. Um, but there's nothing wrong with the way that you look. Um, We don't have to dress for others. Our body doesn't need to be in a way that's, you know, enjoyable for others to look at. It just is what it is. Yeah, And, you know, kind of just self-talking to yourself at that point.
0: That's so interesting. I've never... Yeah thought of it in that kind of a way yeah. i love that
1: and it could also feel really corny too like <laughs> straight up like it can feel corny talking to yourself it can feel corny <laughs> like saying like i'm gonna have a great day but trying to get yourself past the like oh this feels silly or this feels embarrassing to do um might be a first step for a lot of people in order to like truly you know be able to show up for yourself in the way that you deserve or to have this like improved self-talk Mm-hmm. Um, is like you know there's nothing wrong or silly or embarrassing about like having a better relationship with yourself yeah and also who's gonna know <laughs> like you're in your own head being embarrassed about something that nobody knows that you're
0: even doing unless like, you tell them i was gonna say and like why does anybody need to know <laughs> exactly you don't have to
1: tell anybody and if you want to it should be people that you feel safe around that aren't yeah. judgmental and they're gonna be so supportive of you on this journey
0: yeah and if they're not, then like, bye. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm never telling you anything ever
1: again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's very insightful. What is something that you're looking forward to? I mean, it's still kind of the beginning of the new year ish. So, what's something that you're looking forward to this year for yourself, for your private practice? What's your 2024? looking like
1: um the first thing that came to my mind I guess as like a goal for the year which is also I guess something I'm looking forward to is I'm working on finding like more joy and movement there's actually this book called the joy and movement and I haven't started um (laughs) listening to it yet. I'm like an auto audiobook girly, but I want to. So if anybody feels like they have like a difficult relationship with movement, like they've historically like moved their bodies only in ways to like kind of punish themselves for living in a larger body, or you know, hey, I have, you know, love handles. So I need to work out to get rid of love handles, right? It's kind of about just like coming back to ourselves. Like we're humans. Movement is good for our bodies. And how can we do it in a way that like feels free of shame and mm-hmm. um not only just free of shame but like it can be fun. So like one thing um that I like is playing Just Dance. That's so fun. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I forgot about- like I just want to play Just Dance. That's so fun. Um there's another game I have a Nintendo Switch. There's another game um that's like about exercise that's not like toxic like we fit. That's when I first learned that I was overweight.
0: <laughs> that's when I first learned? I am My so BMI. The, we are living in the most toxic world. This is <laughs>
1: beyond. So I can't remember the name of the game, but I'm gonna invest in it at some point, but there's some type of fitness game and that looks fun. I have roller skates. I haven't been out on them because I just, you know, haven't. I feel like that's something I'd rather do with somebody else than myself, which mm-hmm. I can do it by myself, but it'd be more fun with somebody else. Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah.
0: No, I I feel
1: that. I yeah. feel that. Um, but there's so many different like ideas that I have, like things that I want to try out. And I'm also kind of like just documenting my journey and sharing it on social media too, which is fun. Yeah. But the other night I was like laying down and I was like, I could rock climb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna try that out. That could be fun. <laughs> you know, what's a fun way to move your body? Like rock climbing sounds cool. I could try that. Have you ever? No, no. Uh, I think that I, there's like this rock climb wall at like a gym that I used to go to and it was on like a, on a track. So like, as you climb, the wall would move. I don't know how to describe it. It was, it was so cool though. And about. I was like, yeah,
0: cool. It's fun. I've done rock climbing. As well, like, at a gym and stuff. I think that the whole body movement thing, because I have been in that same position where it's, like, you have to go to the gym, you have to do this, you have to do that, and, like, I have to do booty workouts because that's what you have to work out, or Mm -hmm. you have to do arm workouts because you have flabby arms, like, type of thing.
1: Yeah. And it's, like... It's just very shame-based.
0: Yeah. And I feel like... Honestly, just like the last couple of years, I've finally like started to realize like food is nutrition. I just need to nourish my body. I just need to move my body. Like I need to move my body because that's what I'm a human and that's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. I need to nourish my body because I'm a human and that's what I need to do. So I'm Mm going to find what feels good inside of my body to eat. And same with exercise, like what feels good to my body and what is something that I enjoy. I'm not going to do something because it's what's popular Mm -hmm. or it's what everybody else is doing or it's what I should, quote unquote, be doing because it's going to make me look a certain way, maybe, possibly. Mm -hmm. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, there's so much noise in this space of like, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. And all a lot of it is just like coming home to ourselves like our body is our home yeah it's our vessel and you don't have to eat the most perfectly and you know if you're not working out you know five days a week that's okay too but like what like little thing maybe could you get curious about implementing um as a way to like show your body some love and maybe it's just like you know going on a five minute walk by yourself or with a dog put a you know this podcast in your ears it can be you know, watching reality TV, but, you know, using, like, little arm weights on the couch. I don't know. Yeah. You can jump rope. That's actually another thing I was thinking about. I'm like, oh, that could be fun. I could jump rope.
0: Oh, my gosh. I haven't jump roped since elementary school. Oh, my God.
1: Actually, this is one I keep thinking about, but I don't know where to find it. I want to find a fucking... Oh, excuse me. (laughs) I want to find a pogo stick. Okay, okay. That can carry my weight because I am 230 pounds. They have to have like. adult pogo sticks. They have to, but I want one, but I don't want to spend like a million dollars either. But I'm like, I want a pogo stick so hard.
0: One of my (laughs) sisters, she better listen to this. She used to pogo stick like when she was little, like every day, like hundreds. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. I have to text her. And that's the thing. Just do whatever. Yeah. Like freaking hopscotch. Like who cares? Seriously. And a lot of it feels also connected. And this is just me kind of projecting a little bit, but some of it feels very like inner child connection. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's cool too. Like who cares? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What's the book called?
1: Uh, The Joy of Movement. The Joy of
0: Movement. I wanna post that. Okay, so that's like your goal this year.
1: Um, But I guess like a different thing that I'm looking forward to is we never took a honeymoon in October will be our fifth wedding anniversary. Oh my gosh, mine's in September is my fifth too. Yeah. I remember actually when we, like when you got married and then when I got married and we talked around then because I got married um, in Vegas. Yes. And you were from
0: Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm remembering all of this now. Yeah, she's like, it's coming back. It feels like a hundred years ago,
1: but it was four and a half years at this point. But yeah, so um, we didn't honeymoon, and uh, my husband and I are talking about planning a Europe trip, and we've never been. So I'm really excited. I'm thinking, um, at least in as far as like major cities go, London, Paris, and Amsterdam, and then you know.
0: Miscellaneous. Yeah, like around. Surrounding. Yeah. But those are the big places. Yeah. And I have a
1: friend um, that I met on TikTok, actually. She's another therapist. She lives in uh, near London. So we're going to see her and her hubby when we, we go too.
0: That's so fun. I'm so excited for I'm you. very much looking forward to that. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's jump into high lows for the week. So, what was your high this week?
1: So my high, we already talked about it a little bit, um, but it's this like newfound peace um, and just like true enjoyment of life that I've been finding from self-employment and you know being able to have this flexibility in my schedule. I literally actually like voice memoed my friend mm-hmm. as this like moment was happening with the kids laughing outside and my dog sleeping on the floor, and I was like, "This is so beautiful." <laughs> like I'm so grateful and and life is good Um, because it's you know like having free time as well like in the middle of the work week when everybody is usually like you know busy and doing their thing I was like wow I have like like a moment yeah I also real quick want to acknowledge the privilege in this as well because I know that not every industry and not everybody has like the ability to maybe choose their schedule in this way so I do recognize that I'm very lucky and I promise i'll never take it for granted
0: yeah having these days i'm the same i yeah i'm very grateful for it yeah it's very nice yeah my high is i've had a fairly chill week and i've kind of just been like binging seinfeld and it's been very glorious yeah i love seinfeld so much i love it's just been a great week of chilling
1: that's very lovely i
0: love it for myself
1: so, on that note real quick. Um I'm watching Farmer Wants a Wife and Millionaire Matchmaker. <laughs> In case anybody's curious like if you're bored and you need more reality TV, um Farmer Wants a Wife is on Hulu. And <laughs> oh wait. Yeah. Farmer Wants a Wife. Oh wait, they're both on Hulu. Yeah.
0: That is so funny.
1: Oh my god, it's interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> farmer wants
1: a wife is kind of like the bachelor except there's four different farmers yeah and they all get like five women to like live on their ranch for like a couple weeks and do work and yeah do work like see, <laughs> see if we'll see if they're gonna fit in with their lifestyle right because they're trying to find like you know not like a somebody like another farmer right yeah Like yeah. they're not trying to find somebody who does all the work but they want to know at least that like they'd be okay with this like more remote lifestyle that and so funny. yeah i'm i'm into it
0: oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> That is the funniest thing. I remember once a wife and dead. Oh, my gosh. And what was the other one? Millionaire Matchmaker? Yeah.
1: That one is... Um, They say some, like, stuff that I don't love on there. Because they're, like... some Like, this one woman is, like, you know... Just, like, a very sexual in nature, which is okay. But she's, like, what message does that sending to men? And I was, like, oh. I'm, like, I don't agree with that. But... <laughs> I'm entertained.
0: <laughs> I know. That's how I feel whenever I'm watching reality TV. I'm like, oh, but I'm not going to stop. Yeah, you're like, that's questionable. <laughs> keep keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, And what was your low for this week, if you have a low?
1: I don't have like a specific low of the week, but I kind of figured I could share something that I'm working on, mm-hmm. um, navigating for myself. So... The fear of rejection and fear of embarrassment, it's like kind of very specific. So I want to do like more things in terms of like public speaking, online courses, Um, and I'm not quite there where I'm like ready to sit down and make it happen. But I was doing, like, an online course about entrepreneurship. Like, you were taking a yeah, course? Yeah, taking a uh-huh. course. And it was, like, essentially, like, what's holding you back from, like, doing what you're, like, want to be doing? And I'm, like, it's kind of the idea of, like, what if no one shows up? Or what if no one buys it? Or what if literally no one cares? Yeah. Um, I think that that's something that's always semi in the back of my mind with creating uh, new things. Mm-hmm. So that will be something I navigate in 2024. Yeah. And then the fear of embarrassment um, also comes from I'm uh, I took four years of Spanish in high school. I took a class in college. I've always wanted to become fluent. Um, My future children, I want them to be bilingual um, so they can have maybe more opportunities. I feel so cringe talking out loud in Spanish and I need to get over it because it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but I hold space for how I feel and I can, you know, work through my thought process and try to, you know, support myself. But I mean, I know that the way I feel is temporary about it and I just need to move through the fear by doing it anyway. Yeah. Good old fashioned exposure therapy. 100%.
0: Can understand all of those feelings. That's rough. And you know what? Maybe I do
1: sound really not good speaking Spanish. But how do you get better if you don't practice? Well, song? yeah. And I'd rather at the end like achieve what I want and move through like the discomfort and mm-hmm. you know fear, um, than not to achieve what I want to achieve. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I'm willing to go
1: through that because I know the end goal is something that will be really rewarding.
0: Yeah for sure it's definitely always worth it in the end and then it's like if you do it and you know you teach a course you public speak or whatever and you do that 3 times you do one course or whatever and you're like actually I don't enjoy doing courses yeah then you know yeah you know what i mean
1: absolutely and And it's worth it yeah and even if like no one
0: shows up or
1: no one comes it doesn't mean that you fail or that what you are sharing about isn't like worthwhile Mm -hmm. um there's so much more that goes into like business stuff than that
0: yeah
1: um and you know if at first you don't succeed dust yourself off and try again Mm -hmm. try again
0: (laughs) <laughs> and like you learn so much through the process yeah. about yourself, like learning things, like literally learning things along the mm. way. So it's always worth it. My low this week is that I <laughs> have been going to bed way too late because I keep waking up super early, like
1: okay.
0: fi- between like 5, 530 I've been waking up, but I keep going to bed at like 11 or like between 11 and 12. And I'm yeah. like, my normal bedtime is between 930 and 10. But yeah. why am I going to bed at midnight? If I'm waking up at five. It's the Seinfeld, isn't it?
1: (laughs) I don't know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm laughing too hard to be able to fall asleep.
0: (laughs) We'll blame it on Seinfeld for sure. All right. So we'll wrap it up here. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media, your Instagram, your TikTok, because you are a popular popular girl. Oh my god. Stop.
1: <laughs> um so I'm um at Janelle Hedrick, my first and last name on Instagram and TikTok, and my uh business website is allemoswelcome.com. I'm located in Mesa, Arizona, and I can only see Arizona residents, but I can do virtual if you live like far away and it's not a close driving distance. But, you know, if you come in person, you get to meet Serotonin and we have a great time.
0: Yeah. And I will have all of that linked in the show notes on Instagram, your handles and everything. So everybody can find you. Yay. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. As Janelle and I just said, I will have all of her links on my Instagram at shouldicutbangs.podcast and you can also find them in the show notes below. If you guys loved today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you guys left a rating and review on the Spotify app or on the Apple Podcast app. If you loved it and wanted to share it on Instagram or with a friend, that would also mean a lot to me and Janelle as well well. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple so that you don't miss any new episodes coming out every other Wednesday. And I will see you guys in two weeks for a new episode.